This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I thought for a second he was going to trend because of the shirt that he was wearing last night. They caught a lot of people's eyes at Target Center. Friend of my show, The Lake Show, but now also a friend of the Chad Hartman Show because I'm filling in for Chad. Jace Frederick. He covers the Minnesota Timberwolves for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. He not just the Timberwolves, but a lot of whatever he wants to cover. Uh, he's joining us now here on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. First off, uh, Jace, um, you've been getting any reaction? Uh, people texting you or asking you about uh, the shirt from last night? I definitely got a lot of texts from friends and whatnot during the game uh, who saw the tweet, mostly because they saw your quote tweet of it. Um, <laughs> yes, I did wear a shirt last night. It was salmon-hued. My skin gets pretty pink. It can look like I wasn't wearing a shirt, <laughs> especially from a distance. I can't argue with the picture. It looks like I'm not wearing a shirt. I, I am in agreement with that. It looked awesome, I though, need, man. I need you to confirm it. I need you to confirm that a shirt was on. Yeah, he did have a shirt on. I'm, I'm having fun with it. I've been saying that you were topless, but it, we all know that, of course, you yeah, know, yeah. You're, you're, you're wearing a shirt. But, uh, but that, was, that, was a fun, that was a funny uh, glimpse and in, 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 um, photograph from, I think it was Joe, was the one that took the picture uh, of us last night sitting there watching the Wolves. And, and that's why I wanted to chat with you tonight and I'm happy to have you back here on the show to talk some Wolves. And I want to start with just asking you, in your opinion, what are the Wolves? What are the Wolves? It's a good question, Lake, because on a night-to-night basis, um, your answer can kind of change. And I think maybe that is the answer. It's a pretty inconsistent group right now um, that has – a high ceiling and a low floor. Um, they bring it against some really good teams and contend even shorthanded um, against some of the best teams in the NBA, like they did against Denver. And, and then they also lose to Detroit twice in a span of like two weeks. Um, it's, it's a, it's a group that doesn't bring a consistent effort. And in that sense, I think can be a little unprofessional at times, uh, but you can just see these glimpses of like just the talent that's there and, and the general ability that's there that when they want to, they can be really good. Um, so, so they'll keep searching. Um, and if, and if they find it, if they find what it needs to be for them to consistently bring it on a nightly basis, then I do think they can make a run and be look. the West is wide open. And I think they can be one of the group teams that really makes a push up to the point where they're contending for six, five, four seeds in the West. If they can just find it. Um, but through more than a half a season now, they haven't found it on a consistent basis. So they're also pretty frustrating. Uh, so it, it's a complicated question and answer for this team right now, but they can be a lot of different things, frankly. I'm in total agreement with you, and that's the reason why I asked that question. Um, because the way that you just described them is the way that I view them. Number one, they are they are extremely inconsistent. But I view them like back when we were kids. Um, I just utilize myself. Uh, my mom would say, you know, take out the garbage, right? And of course, young Henry Lake is not thinking about ever taking out the garbage. But then when forced with punishment and not being able to go hang out and do stuff or whatever, have fun, oh, of course, I'm going to make sure I take out the garbage or clean my room. And I, and I feel like that's what happens with the Wolves. Like when they are forced into a spot where they need to win or they have to have a game, whatever, they, they play 
to the level of the competition or they play even better than the opponent that they're facing because of the of the you know how how grave their their position is or situation is. So, you know, when when they're in a dire spot, they're able to step up, but that's the problem though. It's like Find that level of consistency, and then all will be right in the world. I mean, that was just it last night, wasn't it? I mean, we saw them essentially kind of walk through the first three-plus quarters of that game um, and, and really just have nothing. Uh, you know, like, like they made some shots to keep themselves in it, but they didn't play with any type of juice. And you can give them the excuse of, hey, they played 22 hours earlier in Denver. And, and I think that's legitimate. That is a pretty tough uh, back-to-back on an, on an NBA schedule. But they just didn't have anything. Um, and it looked like one of those nights where they were just going to be lackluster um, but then you know down 14 with you know, nine minutes to go or whatever whatever time it was that then you know they make some shots and then they think to themselves well maybe we should defend for a little bit here um, and and then they do and they come back and it's like that's in them um, and like you said like their backs were pushed up against the wall and it was like well defend now or lose um, and so then they decide to do it and the results follow it's just Kyle Anderson said it best. We played six good minutes of basketball, and now we've got to play 48. <laughs> but that's yep. just been the thing for them all year. Yep, we're talking to Jace Frederick from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. He's joining us here um, on the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830 WCCO, talking Timberwolves basketball. And you just uh, segued into what I wanted to ask you about or who I want to ask you about next, and that's Kyle Anderson. Uh, Kyle Anderson, I, I, look, we've been watching him for years. I'm still not sure how he pulls it off. He's not super athletic he's not fast he's nicknamed slow-mo everything is just like at this very slow pace and like he'll get his shot blocked um he's just but it works like I'm still trying to figure out how it works how he's so effective because to me it's almost like Kyle Anderson is that guy that you walk into lifetime fitness and you see him lacing him up and he's just running the court all day right and you're like Man, I don't know what's going on with this old man game, but it's effective. And and clearly he's playing really good basketball for the Wolves because he's able to find Rudy and other his other teammates and do extremely well to the to the point where he's almost on a nightly basis getting close to getting triple doubles. Yeah, these last three games, um and and it's with like he, he's just so involved in what they're doing. Um he's averaging fifteen point three points, ten point seven rebounds, eight assists, two point three steals. And that's all with, like, the eighth, the highest usage percentage on the team in that span. So, like, just the most efficient player you could possibly ask for. And I think that's a great description of his game. Like, everything he does is efficient. He's always making the right play. He's taking advantage of any mismatches, opportunities, whatever the case may be. Like, such a smart player, um, and he just plays with no ego. Like, whatever the right play is, if that's him, you know, getting in and taking that little floater from three feet out, or if that's dishing to somebody else or taking on any defensive matchup, like, he's got it. And uh, he, he really has the ability to take advantage of all these situations as well. It might not always look like that. Like, I know still to this point, like, he's shooting, like, 42% from three, and yet I look over at you, like, every time he, he fires from long range, you do not think it's going in with that shot for him. I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> but that's just him. Like, it doesn't always have to be pretty, uh, but it is so effective. And I think he's been – I was somebody who really liked that signing in the offseason. Like, I've really liked Kyle Anderson and his game. Uh, he's much better than I thought even. He's been fantastic on a nightly basis. And it just feels like the Wolves can utilize him more and more and more because it will only be to their benefit to do so. You know what's so crazy, too, is that in, – in, and I'll be the first to, to acknowledge this because, first off – I thought we gave up too much for Rudy, but we're past that, right? Like, it is what it is now. But Rudy Gobert is a better player when Kyle Anderson's on the court. 
So, so and, and, and I think that you could make the case that everybody on the team is better when Kyle Anderson's on the court. But I guess I bring up Rudy in this way because Rudy has played, I think, better than what fans have given him credit for. I think that fans are so upset because we're not a, a, a top three seed and all the other stuff, whatever. And I'm not saying that Rudy's been great by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't think that he's been as bad as what fans um, think about him. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I just think when you're a fan and you look at like, oh, the team gave up this player I liked and this player I liked and this player I liked and then all these draft picks and it's like, but it's for one of the best 20 players in the NBA and you're like, okay. And, but it's hard to grasp the fact that that is going to be the player who will fumble the ball around the hoop, you know, like who, when trying to execute a post move, will frankly do something that looks really ugly offensively. And it's, it's hard, I think, to grasp, like, wait, we gave up all this for that? Like, I can do something better in the post than that. Um, and, you know, obviously, Rudy Gobert is a better post player than any of us. But uh, it, it's hard to grasp that it was, it's not some guy who's going to score 40 points. And I'm with you that Rudy's been a, a step slow at times this year as well defensively. So, like, even the things that he's great at, I don't think he's done quite as well. But he still impacts the game defensively so much more so than – that meets the eye test. Like the Wolves, the numbers even say like they're pretty good defensively when he's on the court this year. And, and when they've used him correctly offensively, which is like Kyle Anderson being patient as he drives in and, and creating the angle for that lob, like Anderson to Gobert is pretty much automatic offense. Like Gobert is, has been good and is getting better as his teammates kind of understand how to utilize him. And Kyle Anderson, I think has been one of the first people to realize that. Uh, and I think I think it's just going to get better and better as as guys kind of all continue to adjust to Rudy. I don't know if it's going what it's going to maximize out at, uh, but but I do think it'll continue to improve. Hey, great stuff as always, Jason. I appreciate the time uh, today, man. Have an awesome weekend, and I'll uh, I'll see you soon. Sounds good. You too, Lake. All right, take care. That's Jace Frederick. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jace Frederick. But uh, more importantly, check out his fine work with the St. Paul Pioneer Press. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, we'll get to our Linus Construction time check as well as. U.S. Bank Stadium made a list that I'm still not sure how they did. And it's not a compliment. I'll explain next. Henry Lake in for Chad Harden. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 